One praying participant wrote, saying that the recent change in our prayer format going forward feels like a step backward. It does feel that way, but I hope it is not. Changes like this remind me of Gideon and the whittling down of his army from 32,000 men to a band of only 300 men. They were already impossibly outnumbered to begin with, as the enemy was like grasshoppers for multitude, as uh, Judges 7 verse 12 says, and their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. So, why did the Lord do this? Verse 2 of Judges 7 tells us, And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. The key is in that little phrase, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me. It was a precautionary measure. I think we need to be ever on our guard against pride and self-reliance. We are not a large group to begin with either, but I feel like there is always the possibility of pride and self-reliance creeping in, and I want to do my best to guard against it. God resists the proud. First, let's be careful, please, not to think too highly of this prayer group itself, or even Rick and myself. I hesitate to mention it at all because I don't want to offend anyone, but we just need to be careful is all I'm saying. Second, I sense that I personally have been, quote-unquote, trying too hard to promote this prayer call on sermon audio and emails to broadcasters, but really to no avail. No matter what I do to encourage folks to join, it seems to be largely fruitless. I want to take a step back from this and see if the Lord will carry it forward. Obviously, God uses means, and I am not going to stop encouraging people to pray with us, but I want to simply scale back a bit of what may be too much of my own efforts. Third, I want to make sure that those in this United Prayer Group are truly praying with us. What I mean is that when the emails go out every day, one can get the sense that they are part of the praying group, when in reality they are not. I feel it is similar to folks that keep up with people on Facebook or social media to the exclusion of any other interaction and feel themselves part of their lives, when in reality they are not. I also liken it to people who um, exclusively uh, tune in, say, to church services that are local to them, I might add, and when they have no other option, I might also add, so I'm not talking about those cases, uh, so they tune in to church, um, they can physically be there, there's nothing stopping them, but they just decide to tune in that way um, and feel a part of the church. But I, I would encourage people who do that to to take the effort, to make the effort, to come out to church. Like I said yesterday, if everyone did that, 
like kept themselves from this prayer meeting, we wouldn't have a prayer meeting. If everyone just watched online, we wouldn't have church to watch. <clears throat> anyway, uh, in this age of remote, everything is remote and anonymous, we have to do what we can to encourage real community. Now, I say that we're on a Zoom call. This is not really real community. I mean, real community is local, but this is one step removed from that. Um, when Gideon whittled down his army, the Lord told him to have those that were fearful and afraid to return home. Out of the 300 people that receive these emails that I send out every day, a large number still have not taken the step of clicking the link and joining the Zoom call. If it is out of fear, I actually I actually understand that. I used to have that anxiety as well. And of course, there are other legitimate reasons that prevent folks from joining. I'm not talking about that. But friend, I want to encourage you once again to click on that link and pray with us. With your name and camera on if possible. Let's see what God will do. I still want to see God's mighty works in our day. I really do. Just like how Gideon was lamenting in Judges 6 verse 12, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of? That's a good question, by the way. And that's my heart's cry too. But I also want to see the burden of prayer, corporate prayer, spread like a fire, especially to the next generation that largely know nothing of corporate prayer. These things have not changed, but we need to see God do this work. And I want to make sure that my own pride or fear or unbelief do not get in the way.